Hello, DoCast listeners. Uh, thank you again for listening to another episode of the DoCast. Very excited to introduce you to two amazing guests that we had on this week from Little Red Door Cancer Agency here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We had the pleasure of spending time with Morgan Jessup, their community engagement officer, and Taylor Willie, their manager of strategic partnerships. Uh, we talked about everything from the meaning behind their iconic little red door icon to their very real struggles and successes with supporter management. We always love to have nonprofits on who are honest about what they could be doing better and are truly taking the time to put their supporters first. And little Red Door is doing just that. Little Red Door Cancer Agency works to reduce the physical, emotional, and financial burdens of cancer for medically underserved Hoosiers by providing free client services, survivor programming, and education. They're doing amazing work here in Indianapolis, and we can't wait for you to hear all about it. Thanks for listening. Perfect. Uh, very excited to have you guys here on the DoCast. Uh, we have Morgan and Taylor from Little Red Door and just been chatting about, you know, what they do and and getting to know them a little bit. So, again, very, very thrilled to have you guys to come Absolutely. in and talk about all things engagement with volunteers and corporate partners and, and just what you guys are doing right, kind of your struggles that any nonprofit can hear uh, and relate with, hopefully, <laughs> too, and get some encouragement from you guys. So, so yeah, awesome. thanks for... Yeah, Thanks for having us here. Yes, we're excited to be here today. Grateful to have you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Courtney, you want to jump into I know yeah. that you guys had a little bit of conversation uh, before. Yeah. But... Um, well, first, just tell everybody what you guys do, your roles in uh, Little Red Door, how long you worked there, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm Morgan, and I am the Community Engagement Officer with Little Red Door. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with Little Red Door since July of 2017. Um, awesome. Actually started out as a volunteer um, and kind of moved my way up from there and came on oh, full-time cool. as a staff member. And then Love just, to talk about just that. kept yeah, <laughs> just kept moving up from there. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoy what I do. I work with a lot of our third-party community partners, um, mm -hmm. do a lot of our special events, and do help with the volunteer program. I've just recently taken that on to hopefully rebuild it and really grow it, and hopefully engage more people with the volunteers. Yeah, great. And I am our manager of strategic partnerships. So I came on board in October of 2017. And I originally started working with community partners. And then we realized we had so many fantastic ones. It really needed to kind of fall to one person to dedicate their time fully to that. And I transitioned to our corporate partners and just work with them year round to engage them with Little Red Door, share what's going on with our mission and keep them Keep them up to date. Awesome. Prior to Little Red Door, I worked for a nonprofit in St. Louis doing fundraising. Okay. Um, for them, a children's so hospital. So, what brought you to Indy? Then? So, I'm originally from Indianapolis. Oh, okay. My husband and I grew up here, went to high school here, and after college, just kind of wanted to see what else the country had to offer. And sure. um, I really, really wanted that specific role in St. Louis, which is yeah. kind of what took us there. Cool. So what, you know, we kind of talked about this off mic, I guess for both of you, I mean, what really intrigued you so much about the nonprofit space that you wanted to make it a career? Yeah, because it sounds like Morgan, obviously you started as a volunteer, like, so something was there, some passion, and then like you wanted to go to St. Louis for a certain position. So yeah, what, that's a big 
career to choose. So what made you choose it? Mine specifically started in high school and in college. So there is a program uh, nationwide called Dance Marathon. Mm -hmm. So those support Children's Miracle Network hospitals nationwide. Mm -hmm. And I got involved in that in high school and really just fell in love with being able to raise money and give back to something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. Went off to college at Purdue, got super involved in their Dance Marathon, led it my senior year. And I was like, wow. You can do this as a career. You can raise money and talk to people about things you care about. And I mean, dance. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was not good at dancing. That is a disclaimer. Um, that's why you let it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so that's, I was just inspired by the realization that I could, you know, give back every single day and do yeah. something uh. I'm passionate about. And that role in St. Louis was advising other college dance marathons and that's being great. their yeah. kind of advisor. And, when I wanted to move back to Indiana to be closer to family, I wanted a nonprofit that I could specifically speak to and have had mm-hmm. experience with. And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone um, hasn't been touched by cancer. Mm-hmm. So finding sure. a little red door definitely was a good fit for for my personal experiences with cancer. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like your passion and heart for the specific cause led you. You you weren't just looking for any nonprofit to work for. You wanted something that you could yeah. Definitely. There's so many, so many great nonprofits Mm -hmm. in the Indianapolis community, Mm -hmm. but not all of them are for everybody. So wanted to make sure. I love that somebody on staff has that mindset because I I think we talk or at least have experience with some nonprofits that they just want everybody to care about their cause no matter what. (laughs) And so it's nice to know that, hey, like when you get supporters like you guys who are all in, like pay attention to them. Don't Mm -hmm. just keep trying to get anybody and and expect that they are going to give you lots of money and care about your cause in the same way. Definitely. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. um, So I think my um, interest is really cultivated um, starting in high school as well. More of just like volunteering because I did a lot of volunteering um, throughout my uh, junior and senior year and Mm -hmm. then well into college. I did a lot of volunteer work through a lot of different organizations. Um, But my second semester of my senior years when I got involved with Little Red Door, um, I was introduced to them through a class. Um, One of their staff members at the time actually came out and spoke to the class about what they were doing in the community. And that was the first I'd ever heard of them. So I was just blown away that there was this organization that was doing all this wonderful services in the community. Um, so I wanted to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I just, like I said, I started volunteering. And once I graduated in 2017, um, they brought me on full-time staff and just kind of Love built it. up from there. And as for the mission, like I said, like Taylor said, um, it cancer touches everyone's life in some way or another. And that's just mm-hmm. a very unfortunate truth, but it is the truth. Um, mm-hmm. So my life has been touched by cancer with family members and loved ones lost. So it yeah. just... It, it really con- like connects with my heart and what I want to do and That's wonderful. my passion. Yeah. So with the volunteering that early, was it something that you were mandated by school? Was it a family thing that that's kind of what you guys just did? I think, I think it originally started out some, some of the hours were through school, but then I kept with it. Yeah. Um, and then that's the, as well as college, too. So mm-hmm. some of it was through scholarship, um, scholarships that I had to have hours, but I kept with it. So like Little Red Door, I continued to volunteer and other organizations I can c- continue yeah. to volunteer even past yeah. what was mandated. Yeah. And did they like do something right to keep you so engaged and involved? Like what was it just the mission that kept you coming back and, and wanted and made you want to become staff with them, too? Yeah. Or was was there something to us? Yeah, I other? think it was um, it was. 
a big part, the mission. Um, but I also got to know the staff while I was volunteering there and they're just, all the staff there is wonderful. They're very welcoming. Um, they were very interactive, even as a volunteer. Like I had several conversations with many of the people on staff. And I think that's an important part for volunteer engagement um, mm -hmm. is to not just like throw them in a back room and have them do a bunch of tasks, um, really engage with the staff and like the clients. Um, that's really what kept me and what like made me fall in love with the people there and the mission overall. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Was it similar for you as well that it started with mandated kind of, not only the reason why I ask is a lot of high schools now, you know, even have mm -hmm. service hours and just kind of transform. So, excuse me, mine was a little bit different. So I had worked with a particular teacher in their classroom as a student aide for um, students with intellectual disabilities. And she oversaw the dance marathon in high school and was like, I really think you should, you know, get your feet wet with this. And I really liked her as a person and uh, she kind of pulled me in. So wasn't mandated, but encouraged by yeah. mm -hmm. someone I respected. And yeah. I love Haven't hearing that back. too because you don't hear a ton. I think it's changing now, but I love hearing when people start in high school. And I used to work for a nonprofit too, and we would have interns interested in, in joining our organization mm -hmm. who were juniors and seniors in high school. And it just blew my mind because it's, I don't know if I was in that same place, like trying to start young. It was, it just wasn't on my mind. Like it wasn't a bad mm -hmm. kid. It just didn't really realize it. So that's yeah. great that you start so early mm -hmm. and, and really get in and get to know the nonprofit world. I think that's great. Definitely. Awesome. And for those out there who don't know, can you guys say a little bit more about exactly what Little Red Door does? I know we said around cancer, but maybe talk a little bit more about your mission and programming. Definitely. So at Little Red Door, we really look to fill the gaps on a cancer journey. So we're not we're not doing treatment. We're not, you know, finding cures. We're dealing with those everyday things that people don't realize are a struggle during a cancer journey. So our largest program is transportation. Last year, we provided 30,000 trips to people across 14 counties in Indiana for their cancer treatment. So wow. when you um, are a client with Little Red Door, or on average, you'll utilize 38 trips with us. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what the norm is when you're having radiation five mm -hmm. days a week for several weeks in a row. Um, most people don't have a family that can take time off work to get you mm -hmm. to and from treatment. So yeah. We're fortunate enough to be able to provide that to them. Our second largest program is nutritional supplements. So oftentimes people on a cancer journey will lose weight rapidly and they can't eat normal food. Uh, so a doctor will prescribe that boost or insure to them and we're able to fill that free of charge if their, prescri or oh. if their uh, insurance doesn't uh, cover that um, and if they can't afford it. So right. they're able to bring That's us great. their prescription and we'll fill it three months mm -hmm. at a time for them. Um, outside of that, we have a ton of support programs, Door to Wellness, that takes place at our building. Uh, it's really just hope to give them a community feel as well as uh, give them some better mental health and pain management. So we do yoga and massage by oncology certified instructors, as well as some fitness classes that we partner with the YMCA of uh, Greater Indianapolis. They're a fantastic partner for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we do cooking demonstrations, uh, some community support programming where we'll do gardening or knitting. Yeah, clients can come in and actually um 
like do a demonstration or a class, like host a class themselves. So like if they oh, have cool. a hobby that they like knitting or like mm -hmm. we've had wreath making, mm -hmm. lots of different things, um, they're able to come in and have a time where they can teach the other clients there that day, really awesome. engage them with yeah. something that they have a passion for. That's such a great idea. Yeah. So okay. also an opportunity that we have volunteers can come in and do yeah. that as well. Yes. Yeah, I love that. So do you guys know, like, I love to hear when organizations are filling in the gaps and not just doing a repeat of what a lot of other nonprofit organizations are are doing. So one, how long have you guys been around? That gives kind of a, a more insight in, okay, when did you guys start this? But also like, if you know the thought process of, okay, why did you guys choose to fill in the gaps and not just do something else? Like where, yeah, where did that decision, I guess, come from if you know? So we were founded in 1945. So oh, wow. this November will be our 75th anniversary. Okay. So, so we've been around for a while. We have. Yeah. And we have not always done things the way that we okay. do them now. So sure. in 1945, cancer had a horrible stigma around yeah. it. And it was very much a hush-hush thing that people didn't talk about, which is where our name came from. So mm -hmm. originally we um, just serviced Marion County mm -hmm. and people would say, go go see the folks with the little red door and they'll help you with your cancer. And that's kind of where the name developed because that's cool. you know, that's instead how people- of, Yeah, instead of referring I mean, to it as a cancer agency or the cancer society, yeah. they mm -hmm. just refer to it as the little red door. Yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. I love that. So originally, we I mean, were not really the fact <laughs> that cancer was hush hush, no, but, no, no, but yeah, yeah, no, but we're, the name is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting origin. Yeah. Yes. And we've kept that little red door. So if you yeah. drive down 18th and Meridian, you'll see the a red, red door. door. Yeah, you better. <laughs> <laughs> we can at this point. Um, but it, what we've done has kind of evolved as, as cancer has evolved, right? So Early on, we were doing a ton of diagnostic services because that's what people needed access to. They mm -hmm. needed mammograms. They needed screenings. Um, but as other organizations have started doing that better and insurance has given people more access to preventative services, we've mm -hmm. realized that's not necessarily the space we need to fill. So we've just kind of evolved as, I love that. Yeah. as things as the change. Needs, as the needs yeah. have it's evolved. Yes. So do you guys have like set um, research and reports that happen occasionally, like so that you know what is happening in the space and and what where the gaps need to be filled. Absolutely, we yeah. have a dedicated staff member who is our education and health manager, and she okay. is super plugged into everything that's going on in Indiana, mm -hmm. legislation wise, research wise, as well as nationwide. And our Love director it. of client services, Amanda Wolf, is fantastic as well, and mm -hmm. constantly staying up to date on what is best case for our clients. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. I love it. So, are there other? Because I know you are referencing filling in the gaps and you have the two major programs, it mm -hmm. sounds like. Mm -hmm. Are there other situations, though, that you guys help with? So if, you know, some a family was struggling financially, do you have other small programs that you can allocate funds to that? Or do you guys stay in your quote unquote lane and, okay, here are the two programs we do outside of the um, classes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I'd say we're pretty good at staying in our lane okay. and recognizing what we're the best at. So our CEO always talks about, you know, 
what are we the best at? What are we doing the best that is going to be the most beneficial to our clients? And that yep. really is transportation and nutritional supplements. Uh, but our client navigators, they're the backbone of our organization. They're who are on the front lines every day with our clients and helping them get transportation, nutritional supplements, getting them scheduled for classes. They're amazing. They have an entire uh resource manual for specific cases like that. So yeah. if you call us and you need financial assistance, we're not going to hang up the phone and say, we can't help you. We're yeah. going to say, try this location. I'll connect you with this person or here, fill out this form and we'll get you started. Yeah. Um, so our navigators are really good at trying to find them the support that they need if we can't provide it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how they're able to plug them in for the services that we can provide. And then like on this other hand, just get them referred out to anything else that mm -hmm. we can't. Cause like she said, yeah. it's, it's a, a big part of like just staying in our lane and doing the best at what we yeah. can do. Um, I think that's important in the nonprofit space. And no matter what kind of cause you're you're trying to fix, I guess, or you know whatever your mission is, I think it's great for those organizations to come together, not not to compete mm -hmm. against one another, but just know who's best at what, and then being able to connect yes. and refer. I think, and I think that's great. something that we've learned a lot too with being in um, the nonprofit like sector in Indianapolis is there's mm -hmm. so many fantastic nonprofits mm -hmm. and it's really like opened my eyes to like what all they're doing and what all like they have to offer to our community. Whereas sure. before, like I didn't know about some of these mm -hmm. nonprofits. So it's just been amazing and eye-opening experience. Yeah. Not only learning about Little Red Door and they're learning about what else um, our Indianapolis community has to offer. Awesome. As Morgan has worked to grow our volunteer program, we've taken some time to connect with other nonprofits who do an excellent job stewarding and engaging their volunteers. And like Morgan said, it's really been eye-opening to mm -hmm. see you know, how many great organizations are out there. And I'm even over here like, oh, maybe I should volunteer with them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can definitely get wrapped up in that. Yeah. 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 So with a lot of your fundraising efforts, because I do want to dive into the volunteer yeah. uh, aspect in a little bit, but um, fundraising, is it big events? Is it individual donors? I know you both work on the, the partner corporate side. Um, is it kind of all those combined? What, what's your major focus from a fundraising perspective? I'm, I'd say we're pretty diversified in, um, we have about a third of our revenue coming from individuals and that individuals captures our third parties because those are individuals stepping up to put on events for us, golf outings, you know, runs, yeah. things like mm -hmm. that. Um, about a third from our corporate partners and a third from foundations. So nice. Um, we don't, we just have, you know, one really big event each year and that's our Face of Hope breakfast every November. Yep. Yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, it's just, you know, meeting people where they're at and, you know, plugging them into Little Red Door with whatever's best for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, do you, and I know you guys are, again, in, in different avenues, but do you, do you do a lot of letting people come to you and then fi figuring out what their interests are or is, or is there a lot of um, actively trying to find new supporters too? Um, I or think a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Like um, we are always trying to in 
uh, keep our current like donors or like community partners engaged with the organization, whether that's through like volunteer opportunities or different events that we have coming up. Um, but we're still trying to get out into the community and spread the word more for like people who like myself, who didn't realize Little Red Door was even an organization in the community Absolutely. to reach yeah. them, to show them the mission. And if they have a passion for it, to get them engaged in whatever mm -hmm. capacity that they're able to, right. whether that's just giving of their time mm -hmm. or giving of a gift, but yeah. it's kinder. And last year, our services doubled over 2018. So we are definitely hustling to yeah. tell people who we are just yeah. so that we can sustain that growth and not put any restrictions on the programs we're providing. And um, I mean, the hard truth is that these things don't happen without fundraising dollars. So yep. uh, we do very much work hard to continue to engage our current partners, but if we're going to continue growing services, we have to continue growing partnerships as well. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Well, and for clarity, double the services, not because you chose to, it's because the, the need is there. The need is there, yes. Right. Which is unfortunate that that yeah. many people are needing services from Little Red Door. Right. Yeah. But the need has always been there. So I think uh, an amazing mm -hmm. thing about that is that those people mm -hmm. are like, are be becoming aware of that little red door is mm -hmm. there to help them. You beat right. me so, to that yeah. statement. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> it's, it's it's terrible that the need is there, but it's awesome it that was. they're being plugged in. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome that they're being plugged into um, a nonprofit that is yeah. able to be there as a support system for them. Yeah. And then becoming aware of that. Yeah. I used to work for an anti-trafficking organization, and um, that we always said that like statistics would come in, and every year it rose, like the numbers of people being trafficked rose, and I always tried to say like. It's always been there, and it's way bigger mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. The cool thing, it's like we actually love to see the numbers grow because what that tells us is that people are being more aware and seeing mm -hmm. it, and, mm -hmm. and things are being done and, le and legislative stuff that are, are prosecuting correctly and, right. and doing that sort of thing. Right. So, I yeah, it's it's always important to recognize. Mm -hmm. No, that that's it's, been there. It's always mm -hmm. yeah, it's always been fulfilling that. Yeah, that's great. So, that's from a thing. volunteer standpoint. I mean, what are the, how can you volunteer? Like what type of volunteer opportunities do you guys have? Yeah, so um, originally we've been providing um, like group volunteer opportunities so they could come in and uh, put together what we call our client care packages. Mm -hmm. So anyone who comes to us recently diagnosed automatically gets a care package from us. And this care package includes um, different things that we know that they will probably need when they're sitting in a treatment chair. Um, okay. So uh, the biggest part of it is a fleece tie blanket. So volunteers are able to come in and create those fleece tie blankets. Super easy to make, but it can be time consuming. Um, What's well, a fleece tie blanket? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's no like idea. it's like the cut and tie. So like yeah. you lay two um like the whole pieces. blanket's like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you lay it's two no pieces. Sew. Of, yeah, it's no sew, just cut two pieces of fleece fabric that you lay on top of each other, you cut them in strips and then tie it to keep it together. It sounds really intimidating. Wait, is it just yeah. on the rim though? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have it. one of those. We have mm. a silly Ohio State one. Uh, Sorry, I'm a Michigan <laughs> fan. Is. It came from my Well, I'm not a Michigan fan either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both are. <laughs> no, no. For I got you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just trying fine. to be like, what is that? So yeah. I'm trying to picture, you know, somebody in a chair and stuff like I mean, that. It's, so anybody can do but it. But it's super easy, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like when I bring in groups, like I do like a little demo of it before they get started so that they're yeah. able to. I mean, we have Girl Scout off. groups doing it. Mm -hmm. We have kiddos, basketball teams. So yeah, yeah. they so can figure it out. It's great to know because I think a lot, we work with a lot of corporations and yeah. and even working for a nonprofit, you see that all the time. Like we have a group of 50. What can we do in so many organizations or like. 
we can't have you. Like that's too much in one day. Mm -hmm. Let's think of something else. But um, I love that you guys have those opportunities too, that you can, and you encourage that and you can also take the groups. I Would that be, because um, anybody who knows me, nonprofit or for uh, just in my life, knows that I am obsessed right now with helping, well, not only me finding, but helping other people find family-friendly volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. Would that be a, like where a family can come in with little kids and mm -hmm. is that an opportunity? Yeah. Okay. Um, and sometimes we, um, yeah, we do have families come in. Um, usually a lot of those really stem from like when they come in with their corporate group. Yeah. Or with um, with just a larger group, they come in and they are they are interested in the mission. Um, and they want to do more, um, so then they'll even make blankets at home with their families and bring them yeah. back in and donate mm. them. Um, okay. So it's it's That's awesome great. once they once they see the mission and once they see how they can help. Um, they're like, hey, we can do this at home with our mm -hmm. family members, or we can come in and do it. Um, so it's awesome to get them yeah. plugged in that way. And yeah, to put great. it into perspective, the impact. We last year averaged 40 new clients every single week. And wow. all of those people will receive a care package and wow. a blanket. So, yeah. so if then, you don't have volunteers doing it, you guys are doing it. Yes. Okay. And we've been fortunate in my two years with Little Red Door, we haven't had to do that. We've mm -hmm. had great volunteer groups mm -hmm. coming out and supporting yeah. us. Um, but the need is it's there yes. because it's not a and it's it, not a quick project. Yeah. yeah, and it continues to grow with the amount of um, mm -hmm. clients that we're seeing in a week. Mm -hmm. So, so are you? Is it like a set time people can come and volunteer every week, or do you just like take it by need? Like if you have a group coming, okay, well we can do this for you. We'll schedule that. Um, it really d depends. I try okay. to get them in on like Monday and Friday mornings because that's when the space isn't as um, packed with clients because we don't okay. host services that day. So it really mm -hmm. opens up our space downstairs to mm -hmm. spread out and be able to have like larger groups to make those blankets yeah. for us yeah. um so it depends if I, I work with groups like if they really have a um a set time that they're trying to get in um i can usually work with them to right. set something up yeah. whether it's using our board space upstairs mm -hmm. or just rearranging the downstairs to make it work yeah, nice. of course so what do you guys do to keep those volunteers engaged like if if you whether it is a big group or just somebody really passionate about Little Red Door. I know sometimes a lot of nonprofits can see, okay, they're really excited at first and then they drop off, which I don't think is curable, really, <laughs> completely at least. Um, so what do you guys do to to try to keep them involved? Um, I would say um, just making sure that we're connecting with them when they're in our space. So like mm -hmm. um, Taylor and I have always started off with volunteer groups, especially corporate partners, um, bringing them in and giving them a tour of our space and explaining what all we do, we're doing in the um, community. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people who come in, they're like, um, they're just there because of their company. Um, so they don't even really know about Little Red Door prior mm -hmm. to that. So like I'll usually start off by saying, how many of you are familiar with Little Red Door? And very few hands usually raise unless they are a returning group. Um, so able to, able to open their eyes to what we're doing um, and that kind of engages them and being engaged with them throughout the time that they're there in our space and creating the blankets. So like I generally stay down there with them, answer any questions they have, like just talk with them and chat with them. And we follow up with them with like a thank you, like written note, um, thanking them for their time because it does really mean a lot to mm -hmm. us. One yeah. of the hardest things to give is your time. Um, so the fact that they're taking time out of their day to come and create those care packages for us and those blankets for us really means a lot to us because it really helps us yeah. fill the gap. And transparently, it's an area that we can definitely grow in yes. engaging our volunteers and even sometimes our donors because um, we, we just don't do it as 
great as we could do it. So and it's I think a, it's hard. Yeah. yeah and yeah. groups are particularly hard mm-hmm. for us. We're trying to figure out how to uh, connect with the individuals that are coming in the group. Right, so yeah, corporate partner. Yeah, right. we're talking to one person to mm-hmm. schedule the event and they organize the people who are attending so we right, don't necessarily so know yeah. who they are. Right. Uh, we can talk to them, which Morgan right. does a fantastic job mm-hmm. at, uh, but we can definitely get better. So we're exploring by meeting with other right. nonprofits and that, figuring yeah. out how we can highlight our volunteers and engage them year round yeah. to right. make sure they know their value. Yeah. It's kind of like building our program that we already have from the ground up mm-hmm. and trying to really grow it. And to, like you said, we, like she said, we're, we're not doing as great a job as we could be right now. So we're just trying to grow that yeah. and to take what other organizations are doing really well, what their best practices are mm-hmm. and how they are engaging and um, continuing to re-engage those volunteers mm-hmm. and how they are making sure that they have a passion for the mission so that they they want to stay there. They mm-hmm. want to do that, um, yeah. those tasks. Yeah. I love to- not only, sorry, just to follow, I love yeah. not only the recognition that you could be doing it better, but also you're taking the time to learn how you can do it. I mm-hmm. think it's really easy for a lot of people working in nonprofits, and it should be because it's very busy. We always say the yeah. overworked, underpaid sort of situation, uh, but um, I, it's really uh, easy when you're overworked to get into that uh, like rut, like, oh, I don't have time for that. I can't even think about that I'm saying here. So I love that you guys are taking the time to put importance on that. Cause well, in collaborating. You know, unfortunately, we talked, and I'm sure you guys hear this all the time. It, it's kind of that unspoken thing in the nonprofit space that that everybody's competing for the donor. Mm-hmm. But your average person gives to, I think, five different nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And if we're focusing on the donor, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so the fact that you're collaborating. Yeah. Right. And it's just great to hear you guys are collaborating mm-hmm. and other nonprofits are collaborating with you because I know specifically, I've talked to a few um, that I'm definitely not going to name names, that they are very much internal and they look at it very cutthroat. And it just surprises me because this is supposed to be about helping others and helping the, com- helping the community. <laughs> and if you're that self-absorbed that Mm -hmm. it's not really helping the community you're helping yourselves yeah um so and it's like your donors are smart your donors and volunteers can see through that like they know they can when you are being genuine and really trying to build relationships with them i think it's not quick it's a long lasting sort of and progressing relationship as any relationship is Mm -hmm. but they can tell when you're trying to be pushy or being ingenuine because it definitely they're smart. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, they they know what they want. They, there's so many organizations out there, like you said in the beginning, doing great things, and so they have other options. And that who that is that comes back to what our CEO is always talking about. Mm-hmm. What are we doing the best at? Right. Mm-hmm. If if a donor comes to me and I'm talking to them and meeting with them, and the most important thing to them is research. I mean, that's not going to be a mutually beneficial relationship. And it, it it's about the donor and what is inspiring to them. So, you know, it's just figuring out the right people at yep. the right time, you, um, the right cause. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised because you've worked in other nonprofits, but that is, I have very rarely heard somebody working in a nonprofit say that statement that 
And we've had another podcast guest who um, works at a company that helps nonprofits fundraise and engage with their donors and stuff like that. And she was great. The conversation was great. And she made that statement. It's like, I think she had an experience with somebody that said, okay, we're not that person, but here's mm-hmm. a nonprofit that you that would be a great fit for you. And then she gained so much respect for that nonprofit Mm -hmm. that she became an advocate for them. Even if she wasn't giving her time and money, anytime she came around someone who wanted to know more about that, she's like, oh, I know this great organization. They, They really set me up for success, essentially. And so it... Like, even if that person isn't helping you in that time, in that moment, mm-hmm. like, you could be said it. You could still be getting an advocate either later on and they figure out, if, unfortunately, they have experience with cancer or a family, like, they'll come back to you mm-hmm. or they'll, they'll bring people to you because that, that relationship was so positive, even if it wasn't for them. So and it's so care. hard because when you're looking at the bottom line and you're looking at the dollars you have to raise each year to – one, provide services, and two, yeah. keep your job. I mean, yeah. it is, it's hard sometimes to yep. look at it as the donor, but mm-hmm. you're going to gain tenfold by yep. making sure that your organization mm-hmm. is donor centric yep. and focusing on what makes them happy and what brings them joy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's what well, I said. Like, it's not, it yeah, is. It's not quick. You're not going to get it's, it's relationship check building. Right there, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, the average in the nonprofit sector to, uh, cultivate and steward a major gift is 18 months. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's not tomorrow that they're going to walk in with that check. So mm-hmm. that's really pouring like, into yeah. people. Yep. And that's why it's important too to, when you do have new donors and they're really excited, like, yes, cultivating a relationship, knowing that it takes 18 months mm-hmm. on average. But also if you're needing money quick, like go to those people that have already been engaged for years exactly. and who love you and maybe have only volunteered, but they could be ready for a gift. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah. So I have a question. What I mean, in your opinion, so leave out the fact that I think it's a really good, I think one of the things you guys do really well is here's what we do. We're going to stay in our lane. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're a nonprofit or a traditional for-profit entity. People know that that's easier and you're probably going to be more successful that way, especially if you're trying to tell what you do. It's very quick and easy and direct. But as an overall organization, with your you know, 25 employees, things like that. What would you say is like the, what makes you guys work? Like why you're successful as an entity? Like one thing that I know, uh, there's so many people that I know, know your name. They don't know what you do, mm-hmm. but they know your name, which is not a bad thing. You have a brand, mm-hmm. you know, it's a recognizable name and learning more about it is pretty cool. Um, that it actually means something. It's just not the little red door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think that's one thing that I don't know when it got achieved. Uh, but that's a great brand awareness. Um, but what would you say you guys do really well as a team? Compassion and understanding that our clients are all on a different journey. So we can't lay a blanket over cancer. We have to look at each client for their specific needs and their specific journey. And I think not just our client navigators, but the whole organization realizes that cancer is not the same for every single person. And we just pride ourselves on meeting people where they're at. And I think the listening ear that we're able to give to our clients and the compassion and understanding that we're able to show them is really what 
keeps us moving every day. And to build on that, when we talked earlier about how the agency has evolved over the years to meet those needs as they are, I think that's something that's helped us um, be better is that we aren't stuck in in doing just what we've always done. We're constantly trying to, like she said, meet people where they're at and evolve our Mm -hmm. services um, to meet those needs as they change. The word that comes to mind to me is adaptive, like Mm -hmm. both with your clients and your services, you guys can adapt. And I think that's Mm -hmm. important for sure. Not... Yeah. getting stuck and we'll know this is what our mission was in 1945. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we have to stay with. Um, but being very honest and real, I think that's good. Yeah. Well, one thing that, and it, it was just a conversation, you know, Courtney and I had, you know, after she left the meeting, um, what was it? A couple of weeks ago or whatever, you know, just what she was saying came out of the meeting made me think, okay, we need to have this group on a podcast. We need to talk to them more uh, about utilizing donate for not the reason that you're a nonprofit and that's we target, <laughs> but I really got the vibe that you're forward thinking mm-hmm. on how you can continue to grow financially so that you can support the growth of the need. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. And obviously I don't know the intricate details, but I mean, you guys are kind of proving some of the comments you're making that, it seems like your organization is always like, how can we continue to improve? Mm-hmm. Uh, look at what the current state of you know, our community's in and continue to grow that way. So, yeah, yeah um, I can and- always tell a lot to you about an organization about the kinds of questions they ask and just, yeah, that obviously what they're talking about too. But I, I absolutely got that impression when I was meeting with you, like you said, a couple of weeks ago. It's just you guys were asking really great questions about, of course, we were more tech focused, but. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You the, just kind of stuff comes out, and and I have to give kudos to our leadership and mm-hmm. our board of directors because of they, I mean, are always innovative and pushing us to think mm-hmm. outside of the box. And so, Morgan and I are just a really small piece of that puzzle. They yes. are the ones steering the ship and pushing us to always be innovative. To talk on a microphone for a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. Uh, how many staff members do you guys have? Around 25 full-time staff members. Um, at a given time, we can have several interns for a semester. Like oh, sure. We were just talking before this that we yeah. have. I don't Too even many. know. Around, around 10 interns. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a stranger. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, but it's awesome that we were able to bring in those students yeah. um, mm-hmm. from different colleges around um, the Indianapolis area to learn more about the mission and to plug yeah. them in for – because we have many different teams in our organization. Mm-hmm. So we're able to plug them into the mission and, like, in their interest area. Yep. So whether it's through that. data management yeah. or education and outreach or development and mm-hmm. community engagement. And students love that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the programs team as well. Yeah. They have several interns. So it's awesome to be able to – to open their eyes like yep. I was with my volunteer hours. It's Yep, so. that's I started as an intern for the organization I worked for forever and then I came on to oversee their internship program and I I love to joke about it cuz it's like, oh, intern, you know, the, you can't have too many. They're hard to deal with sometimes even if they're the best. Like it yeah, it's a fun program to have, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest thing I learned from that too is when you have so many different kinds of things that they can do, I mean, that's what they're going to value that relationship so much. And hey, guess what? When they get old enough and they can start to donate their money and be more volunteers. Mm -hmm. They become advocates for the organization. Absolutely. Lifetime advocates. 
I don't think we mentioned this yet, but we have two brick and mortar locations. So those 25 employees are split between an Indianapolis office Mm -hmm. and uh, a Muncie office. So we have those two locations and service 14 counties. And then we also have two satellite locations, uh, which is something new and innovative that we're moving towards. Uh, We are adaptive. Yeah. We are at Eskenazi Hospital one day mm-hmm. a week, and we are at Anderson St. Vincent four days a week, um, just to eliminate barriers for clients who might struggle to come to one of our brick-and-mortar locations. And it's been great to um, onboard new clients as well because they're so the navigators who are there on those days are so integrated into the social work programs that those social workers will come to them with new clients that should receive services from us and we can do an intake right then and there instead of having to give them another thing to worry about when they leave treatment. That's a very real example of how we're meeting people where they're at. We're taking away that barrier of them like being um, referred to us by one of their uh, social workers to call Uh us or where you're just going right into into the doctor's office to be there um, as support as whatever way we can. Yeah, and that Anderson community needs you too. Mm-hmm. No to school in Anderson. Yeah. But and I was in Funcy, so okay. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> we are but, pretty much right on Ball State's campus. Yeah. We're just off of Jackson Street in the oh, in Muncie. Yeah. So. Well I like Love your pizza king there. <laughs> <laughs> well, my roommate in college worked there and his car basically smelled like that restaurant. So I'm very well aware of uh, Pizza King. But no, I like the strategy that it, it, your organization is using, though. You're not – so I see some nonprofits where they'll bring in interns, and they have the group of interns that they all have those interns kind of do the same thing in a big group, and I find that to be really hard to orchestrate. Absolutely. Where it sounds like you, you're departmentalizing these individuals where – they're not in one big group. So I would think that it's way more manageable mm-hmm. and you're yeah. building more of an intimate relationship. So it's mm-hmm. not always two or three people. It's right. one-on-one situations. And yeah, yeah I, mean, I think we're a, a lot great, of nonprofits. It's a real just, internship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But what they do, they're like, we just need all the help. Let's get, Yeah. I don't even, I'm not even going to look at a resume. Let's just take them yeah. all in and. Yeah, that's good. Like it's yeah. too much to manage, and then they don't get a good experience. Experience is just right. kind of crazy. I did right. that when I had my nonprofit. <laughs> Started with seven, ended with one, and the only reason why he even stayed, I swear, because he just had a really good relationship with my mom, and I didn't want to quit because of my mom. <laughs> I I see things you learn in the nonprofit too. space. Uh, no, yeah. I always cut. That's my what I did five. wrong. Yeah. But did you learn? Yeah. You learned. Kind of like is twenty twenty. Yeah, it really is. I think Two of them quit like within three days. <laughs> I, I I'm trying to I can imagine you. Oh yeah, interns you should never put me a... in internship program role. <laughs> I know. I I'd, won't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like more very uh, call center. Hey, get on the phone, start raising money now. Here's your script. <laughs> go. And they're like, "What Don't the ask hell are you talking about?" Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would oh, be like you were. Yeah, that would be very intimidating. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm too busy. I gave you the script. That's your help. Just go. <laughs> so funny looking back at it. In my defense, I was 28. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Well, uh, yeah. So last thing, really, is where can people find you? Do you guys have any upcoming events, opportunities that you want? The audience, thousands of people listening to us uh, to know. Yeah. So we have a great upcoming event led by uh, Taylor and our Young Professionals Council called the Evening of Hope 
I'll let her talk a little yeah. bit more about it. But. So that is Friday, April 17th at Bash and Carmel. And it is just a... looks awesome. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. They just got plugged. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now too, I need a discount. I keep, seeing, yeah. I keep seeing photos. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it is our second event. It is a food and spirits tasting event. So we have some incredible vendors from the Indianapolis community coming out to do food samplings. And we're partnering with Cardinal Spirits out of Bloomington. They are designing a, or crafting, I suppose is the right word, a signature cocktail sample to go with each food sample. Uh, we'll have so cool. live music, some, you know, fun games just to hang out photo booth banzai (laughs) balloons is um donating a fantastic uh photo balloon backdrop i'm very Uh, thrilled about that (laughs) hopefully it'll be fun and unique though i've never seen that (laughs) like i've seen like loops or arches loops yeah um yeah so i'm hoping that'll get us some traction on social like (laughs) people want to take a picture it's an instagram worthy moment that's all you need but tickets are fifty dollars per person. Right now, we have a promo code Early Bird for ten percent off. How long is that lasting? Until the end of March. Okay. So. And you can get tickets um, on our website, littlereddoor.org. Um, go to the YPC section, and you can buy tickets there, as well as Facebook, um, Little Red Door Cancer Agency. We have all our events listed there too. Uh, and I know you guys are. Courtney was saying that you guys. It's almost like daily building out more stuff on Donate so we can yes. push the event through yes. Donate it's, as well. It's actually on Donate. Already on Donate. All right. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Volunteer yeah. opportunity. There's so volunteer that. for yes. evening yeah. events. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah, speaking so of that, before sure we, that. because we talked about the event, are there any very urgent volunteer needs that you have right now? Um, I wouldn't say urgent, but we are recruiting, actively recruiting volunteers for Evening of Hope. So we need oh, some okay. individuals that night mm-hmm. who want to come out and help us oh, yeah. host the event. And Morgan uh, works with great community partners, and oftentimes we need volunteers for that throughout the year. So mm-hmm. she'll have those on Donate as well as our mm-hmm. website. What does that us. mean? Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah. So um, with community partnerships, like we have one coming up, um, the Shamrock 5K. So we've already recruited volunteers mm-hmm. for that, but we um, I I need – yeah. I follow a little red. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So we need help day of to um, run the water stop and the beer stop. So okay. um, we've recruited several volunteers. A lot of Wait, them a beer are- stop? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's the Shamrock Beer Run for St. Patrick's. So, have you ever tried to do that? That's not beer. very easy. I'm like, I'm so intrigued. I, I have not <laughs> but tried like, it. But. You're running and drinking beer. Okay. There are four beer stops yes. along this 5K, which is fascinating to I'm me. In. Yeah, all your events. I'm like, okay. And I, yeah, and I'm not talking about that specific. I'm just talking about doing running style activity and drinking With beer. beer. Oh, this yeah. This is so hard. Well, it's, I each stop is just like a small cup, so they just oh. like... Most of them are okay. walking <laughs> through the beach. So that's a yeah. social media play right there. Yes. All right. I'm that's with you. Awesome. Or, you know. Way more doable. We'll have, we have the Microbrewers Festival mm-hmm. in July. Yes, that's and July. And so we'll need, you know, volunteers a couple dozen that. volunteers for that. Yeah. So it's just, just more kind of, like operating the events. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. Some Do you have like, just like committees and things like that that you could? 
that help plan the events and so right now we have our young professionals council which is a great way to plug mm-hmm. in to little red door a bit more we are onboarding a new class of members in may so right now we're uh gaining interest it's We've been around for two years, so our outgoing members are kind of rolling off, have given some great time and energy. So in May, we're looking to get some more people involved, and that's one way to to step in to plan awesome. some events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Very one cool. thing, because I know we're, we're trying to explain where people can find you and stuff like that, then we got on a tangent. But <laughs> you mentioned earlier, and this goes along with volunteering, that you have people that will throw events – Mm-hmm. on your behalf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to do that who they would reach out to me okay. um so as the community engagement um officer i work um one-on-one with a lot of our community partners to help them host those third-party events and to um just basically support them in whatever way we can right. as the agency so whether that means me coming out there that evening um yeah. and speaking um or us promoting it on our social media platforms it's it just varies from partner to partner awesome. and our website is the best place for most engagement just fill out that contact form say you're interested in hosting an event and it will make its way to morgan yeah and actually, something that we're doing coming up is Disney trivia with Fox Garden Family Kitchen. Also saw that. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. So that is a third You're party like our event. Best but advocate. that's it. <laughs> but that has been more of um, on me because I will actually be creating the Disney trivia. And then, um, so you're creating the questions. And yeah. Stuff? Yes. Oh, so, so we've done fun. it a couple times with Sun King. Um, yeah. so now we're kind of branching out with Fox Garden to, um, host it with Disney trivia, like I said. Um, so we will actually be making the questions and hosting it that evening, um, in house. Um, so that we're lucky enough that they're, um, donating back to Little Red Door that evening, um, a portion of their yeah. sales. Yeah. I actually saw that I, have a um, co- very competitive trivia team that <laughs> we used to do weekly trivia. Oh, wow. I'm not good. Everybody else on the team is very good. Um, but yeah, I saw that. I'm like, ooh, maybe we should get our team back together and do some trivia. Well, I'm a I'm a Disney nerd, so the questions I might are, be good at this. Are one, pretty competitive. Yeah. I might. We always did one that was like it was ridiculous, quite, and they were all over the place. They weren't. Yeah, themed. the general trivia always got me too. Oh, I was never God. very good at like, it. Like pop culture, sometimes yeah. I could do some stuff, but oh, they were all yeah. What's the date of that, Morgan? Um, That is February 24th. Coming up. Mm -hmm. Also on our Facebook platform. So you can check it out there. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. It was great learning about the organization and meeting you guys. Yeah, yeah. We enjoyed it. Spreading the word, yeah. 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 We can always do follow-up episodes if you ever want to come back again and promote something else. Hey, we can do that. (laughs) Maybe we'll leave our day jobs to be podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) You're on to something. <laughs> you I just talk to people all day and learn about yeah. them. Yeah. Right? There you go. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah, thank, thank you, you so for thank having you. us. We yeah. appreciate it.